So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the Perfect Beach Finder Quiz exclusively at Beachbound.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome back, Happy Hour listeners. Another week, another week full of drama And we saw a lot go down in the Women Tell All episode, but once again, we're going to be starting this podcast a little bit differently, and that's because today I won't actually be joined by Rachel. She has been taking on so much in the world of Bachelor Nation, and I want to extend my support and friendship and just give her a little break. She needs it. She needs some time away as much as she, you know... Loves to sit here and do recaps most of the time. She just needs to take a break. And so um, I'm really just trying to support her the best way that I can. And so with that, instead of having her on today, I'm actually going to be bringing in two new reinforcements, two girls that have been through this crazy journey um, on a couple different seasons. And that is with the clickbait girls. They're going to be taking over Bachelor Happy Hour with me. So very shortly, I will be bringing on both Tasha and Natasha to recap everything that we saw go down with Women Tell All. Um, before we actually bring them on and get into that, I want to say that we live in such a crazy time. Like this past year has been heavy. It has been eye opening. Um, and the fact that we have to sit here week by week and keep 
preaching to have people be kinder and better and nicer on social media. Like, I feel like the point isn't really resonating with people all the time. Like, I know a little bit of what Rachel has been going through these past couple of weeks. I can't fully understand the extent of it with all of the nastiness and cruelty and hate and just racist actions and comments that she's been getting. But I want to be the first to say here, we need to stop dragging each other. We need to just be better. And the fact that people are continuing just to talk shit and send terrible DMs and comments on people's Instagrams, like that's not helping the situation in any way, shape, or form. And if we ever want unity and change and growth and more positivity and inclusion in this world, we need to find a way of like how to actually do that. And I think I want to start by saying it's not through sending messages necessarily through Instagram or through Facebook or Twitter. And it's really taking a step back and seeing like, what can we do as individuals in our circles to bring forth that positive change? Um, One step that I think is headed in the right direction that could potentially help that is with the after the final rose, the finale that is coming up in a few short weeks. And if you, you know, have been on top of Bachelor Nation and all of the news that has happened in the past couple of weeks, you'll realize that we have a new host filling in for Chris Harrison during the finale, and that is with Emmanuel Acho. He is an incredible human who not only is a New York Times bestseller for his book called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, he also has a series for that. Um, he was the first guest on Talking It Out with Mike and Brian of their podcast. So before you actually sit down and watch the finale and wonder why we have Emmanuel on hosting it, um, do a deep dive and do some research and educate yourself on who he is and what he speaks out about because he is all about inclusion and and diversity, not only within the franchise, but within our society. Um, He sits down. He's not afraid to get uncomfortable and hold tough conversations, especially for people who look like me. Um, So I highly recommend, please go check him out, buy his book, check out his series on Instagram. It's at Emmanuel Acho. Look at his uncomfortable conversations and just get, get a feel for him because he is incredible. We can't wait to see him sit down with Matt and some of the girls on the finale and have those conversations because it is so needed in this day and age. And one last thing is I know there's so much going on in the world of Bachelor Nation in our society, but the only way that we can potentially move forward and make some sort of change is having these uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations. I know that they're not always easy. They're awkward. They're tough. And at times, like, let's be honest, it's easier to just ignore things and brush them under the rug, but we're not going to bring about real change and unite and, and just find more of an even playing field where these these conversations become the norm until we start having them. So that's why I'm hoping that speaking to you through the podcast, speaking with Rachel in private, speaking with any sort of circle that you have, and then watching this finale with these uncomfortable conversations is going to be the catalyst that can jumpstart you in your own lives being able to have the conversations as well. So um, without it, I don't think we're going to move forward. And that's why they are so incredibly needed at this point in time. So before we really get into today's episode, I have to introduce two of my girls. They've been on the podcast before, and I hope this is not the last time because I absolutely love them. So welcome to the podcast, Tasha and Natasha. 
Hi, Becca. So happy to see you. You're so happy to be here on Bachelor Happy Hour. It's like the crossover that I've been waiting for. So truly, Mm -hmm. truly. Well, well, Tasha, the last time we had you on, I mean, it wasn't like a takeover, but we had you after your engagement with Zach. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. how have things been since we last spoke? So good. I'm obsessed with New York. I was still in LA at the time. I'm here in New York. I'm obsessed with it. Um, Him and I are still doing very, very well. And I don't know. Life's good. Young and in love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love, I love it. it. How's <laughs> how, you're, you're holding down LA, Becca. How's LA? LA is great. No complaints. I um I just feel so lucky to be here, especially like when things are still kind of shut down with the sunshine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. It just feels like I keep saying this all the time when people ask me about LA, but it just feels magical. Like I'm finally mm-hmm. getting the groove. I kind of know the streets. Like I don't need my Google Maps anymore. It's feeling good. right. So. Oh, that's a good feeling. You guys, before we get started, I just had this thought. We all, in so, the, bachelor, the Bachelor world is so crazy. Like, it's just this weird, I've said it before, this weird incestuous family. But, like, we all know Joe, grocery store Joe, because he was, oh my God. he was on my season for one night, a whole two seconds. But you guys are on clickbait with him. So how, how is it do- working with Joe? How you do our how you do our bro like that? How you do him like that? <laughs> I Come will on. say I do love Joe. He's incredible. He <laughs> Yeah. The first you know, like, first night's always crazy, but like he really grew on me after that. Oh, well, mm-hmm. yeah. He's <laughs> we're both like mm. <laughs> We love Joe. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know. Our personalities click really, really well and like we fight and but we just get each other. I love him. I really do love him. Maybe uh I don't know. You should have spent a little bit more time with our man, but you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I love Joe too. He's really funny. He really makes fun of himself and like, you know, we love when guys do that. Uh also I think that the pressure of the first night is a lot, of course. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's fun and he's so fun to kind of go at. Like Tasha and I go at him pretty much right especially this last episode i stayed out of it honey Her, joe and Tasha, they went for it last clickbait episode it was so funny it was i really enjoyed it i hope our listeners enjoyed it too i enjoyed it a lot no but well, that's the thing like that's why joe's so great because I, I i got to know him a little bit more obviously outside of night one because that was mm-hmm. just chaotic in itself but mm-hmm. he's great and i just love somebody who can kind of like throw themselves under the bus and don't take themselves too seriously. But it's kind of like, do you feel like he's got this big brother mentality, like looks out for his girls, like you guys? He I mean, definitely I, looks out. I feel like he's definitely protective over us in a way. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But he definitely tells us how it is. And I love that he doesn't just try to like go with the flow. He like, you know what I mean? He has a totally different opinion. And it's sometimes mm-hmm. it's really nice to get the guy's pers- like opinions yes. and perspective mm-hmm. on things. Yes. Because we have our girlfriends we could always talk to, but getting like a guy that's like in the know, like kind of knows this world, what knows what we've been right. through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's just been really, really, really fun. Oh, wait, I have a question for you, Becca. Now that you know Joe outside of night one, thinking back, would you have still, like now that you know him, would you have still sent him home on night one? Oh my gosh. Why you guys not like that? Yeah, she messy. Yeah, she messy. Yeah. Coming in hot early in the morning. We had a clickbait, okay? We're, we're dealing with like the nitty gritty. <laughs> You know, I I probably would have kept him around a little bit longer. He was mm. just, and he, he has said this himself too, like he mm-hmm. was just so nervous that it was like trying to pull teeth night one talking to him. And I just like, 
I just felt bad. I was like, I don't know if I can put him through an, an entire season. And, yes. you know, he probably would have loosened up and gotten more comfortable and it would have been completely different. But, but uh, yeah, I would have also like, so when I finally started, I shouldn't say started hanging out with him. So I actually ran randomly, <laughs> randomly last minute. Uh, well, not last minute, but ran into him in Chicago when I was um, there a couple of years ago after my season, we were wedding dress shopping for my sister. And mm-hmm. he happened to be walking across the street as we were walking into my sister and I had to go to the bathroom at like a Bloomingdale's or something. He was turning the corner in Bloomingdale's with his friend. And I was like, Joe. <laughs> and it was the night before he left for paradise. So he's buying all these no. swim trunks. But then that night he ended up coming out and meeting of up with us he. and grabbing drinks. Like he brought his family, his cousins were there. Oh, we had like his so family sweet. was incredible. And so him. he's he's just like good people. His family's good people. And so yeah, I mean, in hindsight, 2020, I probably should have kept him around a little a little bit longer. And I know mm-hmm. the production team really wanted him on longer. Like they really yeah. liked Joe, which says something. So great. I, you know, I should have listened to them. <laughs> but um, you know, here we are. Here we are. Now yeah. he's working with my girls. So yeah, uh, yeah. It, it all he's works in the out. Fam. He's in the yeah. Fam. He is. I, it's all that matters. Really. I felt that. I felt that, Becca. I felt yes. That. Yes. <laughs> um. Well, you guys. I mean, I feel like I could sit and talk with you for hours and catch up about everything. But mm-hmm. we, we, we really juicy should stuff. be into women tell all because mm-hmm. I feel like this is women tell all is and and men tell all too is always the episode that people are like, oh, I wonder what's going to go down, what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. funny enough, the three of us sitting here are talking about it, but like not one of us have ever been to a woman women tell all before. And you I'm not going to lie, I'm I don't miss it at all. I, I don't oh, miss, so, yeah. I don't have any FOMO. I don't have any, you know, remorse for not being there because I would try to dodge that thing as much as I can anyway. Mm-hmm. That is a hot mess express and I would not want to be there. Wait, yeah. and Tasha, did you, after Paradise, did you go to like that reunion show? Yes. Which is and so I, different. Which is so it's different. so different. And I had like hives afterward. It was like the worst. <laughs> it was the worst. <laughs> I think the tension is just so high because it's like, you're watching it back and then like things come back to you. Even though you could have been mm-hmm. over it, you mm-hmm. still watch it back and you hear what they're saying like behind your back and you're just like, yes. ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then it like yeah. starts to yeah. stir up a little bit more and then you yeah. want to finally say something because you're just like, first of all, that's not right. That's the thing and that's what viewers and listeners don't understand is they're all like, oh, you've lived it. You know everything that happened on the seasons. It's like, right. no, there is so much behind the scenes with everyone else's interviews, everyone else's conversation that it hits you in a different way. And you're like, oh, I had no idea somebody felt that way about me or that they said this or that like this w- situation was going down. It's it's a very weird thing to kind of know you, what you are getting into when you watch it back. But like, you really have no idea. No. Yeah. yeah. And, and Natasha, you weren't there just because you were over it. Well, it was a complex of things, but yes, I I did not go because, yes, I was like, listen, honey, I told all for seven weeks. The seven weeks I was there, I said, the, every girl there knows if I like them, if I don't like them, if I, yeah. you know, whatever, <laughs> like all the beef is like squashed if there was any or mm-hmm. I just I would I I said my piece to everybody. I apologized to whoever. I said everything that I needed to say while I was there and after. And I just felt like you know I was going to miss work to go to mm-hmm. this thing and just be a part of this drama filled thing that I just I just knew it was going to be crazy. And right, ooh, this woman tell all it, in my opinion was surprisingly uh very different than the one that I saw. From my it's, okay, well let's get into it. That's a perfect segue because yep. 
overall, it felt so tame. Like, mm-hmm. knowing what we know from what we have seen this entire season with all of the drama, which I felt like yeah. that's all it was for weeks on end. Mm-hmm. Like, I was sitting there, and I'm like, this is actually a very boring women to all. Mm-hmm. Well, because usually, mm-hmm. like, they get into it a little bit more. But I have to say, maybe it's because they got into it the entire season. Like, mm-hmm. it, just watching. And, and we've all been watching and have been, like, so disappointed in all their actions. So they all probably try to, like, reel it in a little bit. Totally. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And That's a guys, good point, Tasha. And, and, and it's weird because there's so much time between filming and then... W- there's time in between filming and when it airs, and then there's time between when it's airing and Women Tell All. So there's this mm-hmm. whole chunk of time that I'm sure, and I know there's always the group chats. We always talk about the group chats. Like, I'm sure yep. there were conversations where people apologized, where they hashed it out. So, yeah, going yep. back to what you said, Tasha, about having, or sorry, Natasha, about, like, you didn't want to relive that again. I totally mm-hmm. get that. But it was very cordial. It was very, yeah. like, buttoned up. It felt like they didn't let the women talk with each other as much as a, and and there was a lot more hot seats. It felt like yeah, there was, yeah. I'm not used to this many hot seats. No, yeah. I don't think I like it as much though. It's not. Yeah, as no, I'd fun. rather hear the going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but also, I think you know, and you know, I just I have to bring this up. It probably is also because so much has affected this season mm-hmm. with everything that had you know, not to keep harping on the whole Chris Harrison thing and Bob and the thing that happened with Rachel. It's like Rachel clearly wasn't there, of mm-hmm. course, and there's so much looming over the season. So right. people are probably like, you know, compared to this issue. Our little beef that we had in the house is like, it's, let's squash that. Girl. It's nothing. You know I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they all came together and they probably all had to talk with that statement that they spoke about. Right. That they mm-hmm. all released um, saying that they all kind of uh, formed together. And they so they probably had to all talk at some point and people were people probably just dish things. And also th- the drama like on my season, it was from all corners. It was from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like you could, like it was just boom, boom, boom. There's mm-hmm. probably maybe three people that never got into drama during my season, me being one mm-hmm. of them. Uh, but <laughs> it was very, very few. Whereas here, it was the it was like a main four or five people that stirred the pot, it seemed mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into one of those people because we saw with the two-on-one and we started with this conversation at Women Tell All between uh, both MJ and Jasenia. And it felt like, I mean, I, I personally like watching it go down. I, I'm like proud of Jasenia for still standing her ground and being like, no, you lied to Matt. Like, what were your thoughts on that conversation? Did you expect MJ to apologize more? Like, what, what, what did you girls think? I mean, to be honest with you, I like Jasenia. Mm-hmm. I, I thought she was a straight shooter. Like, she's like a no bullshitter. I think she had a lot of like facts that she was feeling. Like, it wasn't like she was trying to like stir the part. She was just like, no, like you're actually being a mean girl. Like, and she's calling it out. This is the reason why the show is so great because people handle things so differently. Mm-hmm. Where Jasenia's instinct was to go to Matt, uh, MJ's instinct probably would have been to go to Jasenia if she were Jasenia. And I think for me personally, when I have an issue with someone, and even on my season, I, I saw this happen with many girls on my season. It's like some girls decided to confront each other. Some girls decided to conf- confront it through Matt in a way. And personally, I would have, if I were MJ, 
I would have preferred her to come directly to me and talk to me about this or bring it up in front of the girls that you say that I'm being upset right. about, you know, personally. But mm-hmm. again, MJ, Jacinia, you're two different people. And that's why you but had you this know what, thing. though? Like, if I remember correctly, I think Matt was the one who brought it up to Jacinia and asked her about it. it. She didn't go and tattletale. Yeah. So, no, I, but go ahead. Oh, so I was going to say, so I think in that case, that's why it initially started was because Matt was questioning her about it. But mm-hmm. I do agree right after that, Jacinia probably should have been like, hey, MJ, by the way, this was a conversation that took place, just so you're aware. Ooh, this brings back memories. I, I hate mm-hmm. to bring it back to me, but <laughs> I remember on my season, you, um, you know, I had some, I, I was confronted by Colton and he asked, you know, what's going on in the house? Like, how are these girls? Like, do, And I didn't really want to say much, but I just said, like, protect yourself in a sense because, like, there might not be people that want to be here for you. Of course, what they showed was me saying, you know, like, Caitlin and Cassie did have a conversation and one of the two said like they just want to be the bachelorette and they just want to end up with him just so they can like get whatever. And I said that to him. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then Mm -hmm. I I got called some names, but then I looked like the bad person. But I will say like when you when you're confronted and asked a question it's very different i don't know how to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. it like it's just like what do you do lie to their faces and be like no nope, we're all peachy king i hope you like nope. make the good decision like no you start caring for these people and you're like look this is just what's going on and to be honest with you now that i've been on the other side like i would appreciate if the guys told me because i don't see everything mm-hmm. you don't right. see everything yeah, right. um, I would right. appreciate if the guy would have been like, just a heads up, do with you, do with it what you want, which is what Colton mm-hmm. did. Yeah, but then I got reamed also, mm-hmm. so it's just like yeah. I see both sides of it. Becca, the same thing happened on my season. Peter came to me and asked me mm-hmm. personally about Alea, and to this day, to this day, people loot me in this mean girl thing, and you never apologized to Alea for bringing her up to Peter, and I'm like, I did not bring her up to Peter, and. The part that, of course, was shown was me saying she puts on for the camera. And the other yeah. part was, but you got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with that. If someone is performative, maybe that's just how they are. And you have to say if you want to be with them or not. Right? right. And that that was my advice to Peter. It wasn't like, oh, no, honey. She's the, like, no, I don't even know this girl. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't talk to her. I don't know her. Right? Yeah. So... It is a different thing when they ask you. And, if, and, and you recalling, Becca, that he ask Jasenia, then yes it's like you want to say wh- how you feel but also how what I said about Alea she knew I felt that way you, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean like mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. I, yeah so well and there's something to be said too because you know putting myself back into one of the contestants one of many women and then also being the lead like there's something to be said when you as the lead feel comfortable enough to go to certain people who you know are probably going to yes. tell you the truth, who are going to give yes. it to you straight and not beat yes. around the bush. And so, like, as the lead, it's kind of comforting to to have those people to go to. Like, now, depending on how it's portrayed, it can blow up and not be in their favor. But, mm-hmm. but like, if I was Colton or if I was Peter for you girls, I would, I would feel comfortable coming to you because I'd be like, they're not going to beat around the bush here. They're going to give it to me straight. And so... Like, that's what I'm I'm assuming that's what Matt did when he went to Jacenia. I think um, so, yeah. But, you know. Colin said think- those exact words to me. Like, I actually trust you. And, like, I really yeah. 
value your input and your, you know, like I would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Right. And also what? like, please don't, please, I bet people better not continue to bring this shit up. <laughs> we were just what? using it for this scenario. Right. So we this better not hear example. about this. We don't live in the past. We have um, movies. Don't slide into Tasha's DMs oh. and give her hate. I believe right. that. Exactly. <laughs> Don't bring it back mm-hmm. up. Don't stir exactly. the pot. Exactly. I was not a part of the Mean Girl crew. Like, no. no. Mm-hmm. Like, just stop that. Like, the whole Mean Girl every year. Oh, God. It's yeah. Serious. Yeah. But I will. Wa- I do want to bring up the point that Mari stood up for MJ. And was it Katie that stood up for Jacinia? Yes. You definitely, from this Women Tell All, you could definitely tell who was kind of friends and, and kind of not, I mm-hmm. think, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking of Mean Girls friend groups, uh, obviously the comment was said about like the varsity squad versus JV uh, squad, which leads us to the next big bit of Women Tell All, which is the new arrivals, the five women that came in um, and all of the drama surrounding that. I'm mm-hmm. really glad that they highlighted Ryan because I feel like mm-hmm. we did not see nearly enough of her in the couple episodes that she was on. But I'm so glad that she was finally able to vocalize on this platform of how uncomfortable it was with the bullying, with the, like, like, I understand the girls in the house that were already there and and not fully wanting to, like, welcome and embrace this new group of women. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that she finally spoke out because be, if I was Ryan, if I was one of those new girls, I would have, like, I don't know if I would have shown up. Straight up, that I would have, I probably would have been deflated like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was very, yeah. And that's why it's like, it was a hard situation to be put in. And I listened to Happy Hour when you guys had Kit on. And she said, like, she was sorry for her friend that left. And he picked these other people over them. And being in that environment, you know, for our listeners, it's a very selfish place to be in. You are thinking Mm -hmm. about yourself. You're thinking about your relationship. You are, Mm -hmm. you know, you're thinking about your friends. You're not thinking about when these new things arise, you're not necessarily thinking about that. So it's such a hard position to be put in. And it's hard to be them, but it's also hard to be the girls who you've been putting in the time. It's it's, it's drama, honey. Right. (laughs) It is. It is. Especially as late as it was this season. I think Mm -hmm. my season was a little bit different. I think there was so much changing. Like, mm-hmm. even with, like, Claire leaving, and then it was just, it was me. Like, I think yep. if it was me, and then three weeks later, there was another group of guys, like, that would have been, like, next Whoa. level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was just, like, a lot of change in one night in the, in yeah. the couple days, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And I, I understand the whole not welcome committee for these new girls. I get that. But, mm-hmm. like, it got toxic, and it got bad, which we obviously, yeah. obviously saw with Victoria. And, again, back to Ryan, I'm glad that she spoke out about it because, like, She's a dancer and being called a hoe on national television. And when Victoria kept saying, calling these women sluts and whores and slores and whatever word she was making up, I'm so glad that this was addressed because this is something that Rachel and I had spoke on uh, on our podcast about is like, it got to the point where I'm like, why is this even being aired? Like, why is this like this type of language, especially women against women, like to Mm -hmm. me doesn't sit well. It feels so just gross like I just want mm-hmm. I remember watching it being like this is disgusting and mm-hmm. um and so when Victoria addressed it on national television <laughs> on women till all I should say I'm just like come on girlfriend like did you not watch any of this back and feel even more remorse like yes she apologized a little bit but then when she got into asking no. Ryan if she's just a sensitive person I'm like I know I lost it I was not okay yeah. with that are you yeah. just sensitive like 
what? No. And what I was like, like in the words of Matt James, in what world is it okay to call somebody a hoe? Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's like, it, no. My issue with Victoria is a like have the wherewithal to understand how words impact people. You know, yeah. it's like, and like. Of course, somebody's going to be sensitive if you're called a whore multiple times on television. Like, of yeah. course. And just because Victoria has been getting hate in her DMs that she talked about, it's like, that's I'm not sorry, okay either. No one's condoning that behavior. It's not but like, okay. Just because you can, like, stomach it and some other women can't doesn't make them overly sensitive. I just, right. I like, Victoria had the chance to step up and speak out and really give an apology. Like, she's had time to think about this. Yeah. And I feel like she fell so short of that. 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, it, like watching it back, she didn't feel bad at all or feel like, well, I could have done things a little differently. It was, mm-hmm. it, it was the defense. It was the defense for me, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I think too with ryan saying that wasn't national television like you can literally delete your instagram right like you can like like victoria did for a short amount of time she deleted it or wasn't on it for a little bit but what is said is said on national tv to Mm -hmm. so many people you don't have to display what someone sends you directly to on your instagram right and i'm Mm -hmm. not saying that it's right of course but it's just different levels you called someone this thing on national tv a lot of the a lot of these trolls on the gram they wouldn't say it to my face no they wouldn't you know what i mean never right they would never walk up to you and say what they say exactly So it's even worse that she did say it. And then she, you know, I know you guys have your read the room. Mm -hmm. That's it. Victoria, Mm -hmm. for me, you didn't read the room, honey. (laughs) No, No, not at all. Apologize, period. She didn't read the resort. She didn't read all of Nemecola. She didn't read Pennsylvania. She's not reading the country. Like, she's just not reading. We we have to have a little little education lesson for Miss Victoria. What were your thoughts on... Okay, and maybe I'm biased because we've had Katie on our podcast and I just love Katie. I love like how she owns who she is. She's sex positive. I was kind of yes. taken aback during this woman tell all that. It seemed like a lot of the women were kind of coming for Katie. I I was really surprised actually. Like mm-hmm. every I feel like a lot of people had a lot to say to her. Mm. Um and it's like I thought Victoria was gonna get that energy, but Katie got that energy. No, Katie really though. Victoria, like, only, like, maybe two or three girls called out Victoria, to be honest. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, all of them. And, yeah. It's, like, and, and you know, again, I'm going off of the two hours that I see every Monday. But it seemed mm-hmm. like from the side that I was watching, the angle that I saw everything happen, it seemed like Katie, uh, of course, Katie was not afraid to go to Matt and tell him when things were going wrong or when there was toxic behavior in the house. But she always right. left it in his court. Like, hey, this is what's happening. I'm not going to name names but confront it. Mm-hmm. And so I was taken aback that so many women came for her specifically when it's like, yeah, she was, she, she was not a catalyst, but she brought like some issues to light, but she never named anyone. She never degraded anyone. She never like dr- drug anyone. And so that's right. where I was sitting there watching this. Like, I love Katie, like from what I've seen, but what am I mm-hmm. missing here? Yeah, I was just going to say, something. what are we not seeing? Mm-hmm. Cause they all yeah. felt, very strongly too like yeah. it was like they were upset it wasn't just yeah, like, like oh well you know you did mention this one thing like no they were like, coming for mm-hmm. her we saw chelsea confront her we saw mari confront her we saw um uh uh serena serena c 
confront her obviously on the show too oh yeah victoria everyone victoria victoria did apologize to her Mm-hmm. And Katie accepted that, and we're happy about that. I am. Mm-hmm. I, I. She actually gave her a real apology. I don't. She didn't really give that to um to to Ryan. I felt it didn't mm-hmm. feel it didn't feel as genuine. Yeah. Right. Uh. But she did do that. But when it came to Chelsea, their whole exchange, I made some notes about give that. Me. I don't know if you guys want to go, but I made uh, we some do. Notes about we do. Let's hear the notes. Bring, bring up see. the notes, Let's, babe. <laughs> yeah, because she she basically said uh. Katie said to Victoria after Victoria said, well, I was called a bully and, you know, these things came for me. And she was like, well, you probably were. That's what Ryan said to her. And then Katie basically said, any hate that people are getting on the Internet, they deserve it. And Chelsea was saying, excuse me, what? Uh, No. And I don't know if it really came through on the show but i got what chelsea was trying to say which i agree Mm -hmm. what she was trying to say is if someone's calling someone it's i know i know that um there were people who were talking a lot of shit to serena uh serena c about Mm -hmm. being asian right Mm -hmm. like that's not okay doesn't matter what she did or what she said that's not okay Mm -hmm. um and i think what chelsea was trying to say is when people come and get hate because of the way that they look or the way that they speak or someone, you know, like Victoria had her eye thing or, you know, body shaming. And, and Katie said that that's not OK. But there are people who are getting a lot of hate for all of these physical things. And yeah. I think what Chelsea was trying to say is, is regardless if you are in the drama or not. Like that's not cool. Hate's you know? not okay. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's like Katie said, it was somebody. their karma. Yes. Katie said, it's your yes. karma. Yes, exactly. And it's like that's not karma. I can't change my skin color. I can't right. change that I'm Asian or black or you know for any of the girls who are getting that type of hate. So mm-hmm. I think that was the real point that Chelsea was trying to make there. Katie made sure that she said, I don't think that body shaming or this or that is appropriate. And so. Again, the whole point of the Women Tell All is to have these conversations and in the sense that the way that Chelsea took what she was saying, she was saying, but wait a minute, what about this unrepresented side? And Katie was saying, no, no, no. If you were a person who was basically calling people hoes and now Mm -hmm. you're getting hate for that particular thing, then that is your karma for that specific thing. You know? Right. What do you guys think? I think Katie was speaking more to like, I think when she said karma, Mm -hmm. she maybe mentioned more of like the situational karma. Like you said this, you were bullying, you, you know, call these women whores and hoes and JV squad and all the things that I think is what she was referring to. I don't, but yeah, I don't think Katie uh, would ever condone body shaming, right? Hating somebody for the way that they speak, the way that they look like. So right, right, right. She's sex positive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I love that. (laughs) Uh, yeah. yeah. So it, it was it was it was good because it's like there was a lot of and I think watching it back too, there's a lot of misunderstanding. But the same thing that happened with Katie, too, was I think one thing that I mean, we have to bring this up. We haven't brought it up yet. Sarah was a big part of the season. She wasn't mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You know, I completely and- forgot about Sarah. I didn't even I think about. Oh her my god! Come out in the back after everything. Yeah. I thought she was gonna come in hand in hand with Matt and be like, "Now nah, this is messed up." Or I, with G Easy? No, with I G-Eazy, forgot I about know. her too. To be honest with you, <laughs> but I do. But I do think that it's great that you know people brought up Sarah and 
Katie and Sarah had a full, it was, it went full circle. It was like, she interrupted me. I confronted her. Then I, you know, I said some Mm -hmm. things about her. Then I realized what her situation was. And then I apologized. And that was a full circle thing. And I think we kind of got that in the women tell all as well. You know, Mm -hmm. is it being cordial? As we said, it was, you know, super chill. It was like people came full circle um, Mm -hmm. with confronting. I think Victoria and Ryan, they said what they said, regardless if they're ever friends again, they said what they had to say. And it's like, boom, you know, Mm -hmm. same thing with Katie. People said what they had to say, and it, you know, and and it seems like it's 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 done. It's mm-hmm. squashed at least with Katie. One thing that looks like it became full circle, but I can only imagine. Like I don't know if it's ever going to be this healing process. Was for Brittany, who had the first. She had the first hot seat um, Ooh, in regards yeah. to uh, the the entire situation of her being called an escort. And I, I truly don't want to get into it of like that whole conversation. And I think Brittany said it best of like, whatever your profession is, like own it and, 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 and allow people to accept you and give you grace for what you do. Yeah. Um, I just, I felt for Brittany because when she sat there and she's like, my life is ruined. When you Google me now, the first 20 things that pop oh, up are, God, the, I hated are that. these headlines of me being an escort when it's not even true. I know like how the show can change public perception of people so quickly. Mm-hmm. And like the position that Brittany was put in, I I don't even think it should have been shown or aired. I'm glad that uh, her and Anna were able to talk it through. And Anna genuinely seemed like it, it had gutted her and that she apologized. But I just, I, I, I feel so much for Brittany in this situation. Like, I don't know if it's ever truly going to go back to normal for her, like pre these, these stupid rumors that aren't even true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What do you guys like think? Like, said, ev- even if they were true, still don't like, that's not for you to, um, to, to put like, sh- put shame on that profession, but also put it towards someone. And it's not even true. I feel for her. I felt mm-hmm. very bad because even in the clip that they showed of Brittany, it was like she came through. She kissed Matt. She had the company. Yeah. She said they stayed the best for last. I mean, she was just coming with it. And I mm-hmm. was like, yes, I yeah. love this energy. And then it was like, it was like, you know. A balloon that popped. Yeah, wounded. Just mm-hmm. completely like her self-esteem. It was so hard to see that that go go down so bad. Um and if anyone was trying to call her sensitive or whatever, no, like that's not the case. It's like, it's hurtful. It, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was hurtful. It was very, very, I felt for her so hard, so yeah. bad for her. I so. did too. And to be honest with you, I hope that people can see that and like can take that with, I don't know, just think next time you say things about people yeah. and like mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. I don't know, start a false rumor. You know what I mean? Cause it really, can hurt somebody and affect them, affect their family, affect their image. It's just not worth it. And if you feel that strong, go to the source, people. Go Literally. to the source. If her and if they just had a conversation and she didn't tell Victoria, she, you know, Anna didn't go off and say all these other things to everybody else. Guess what? She would have had a conversation and that would have been so much more powerful going to the source about it mm-hmm. and ending it and deading it right then, right there. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to go any further. I don't even like want to really get into all the hot seats because I feel like A, there was so many 
and like they they're not as you know juicy to talk about but one that i do want to touch on is going down to abigail's hot seat because she had the conversation with chris there like when he read the tweets i think was so meaningful but it was like I I love how Abigail talked about like this gray space where you know she was mm-hmm. born deaf she has these implants so, so now she mm-hmm. can hear but she doesn't know sign language I think this was such a beautiful unique conversation I thought it was beautiful that she had that conversation to like help all of us educate all of us mm-hmm. on what it's like to be deaf and to be able to have implants but not you know be able to read lips but not the sign language I'm I'm glad that they highlighted that conversation as opposed to just only her relationship with Matt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I 100% agree. And like you said, I mean, I also do not know everything there is to know about the deaf community. And mm-hmm. there are people who don't know that. And and just like it's okay to have that conversation, like in, 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 in voice that Becca, you don't know everything about it. Natasha, I don't know everything about Tasha. Mm-hmm. You don't know everything about it. That is the whole point. And, you know, for any unrepresented, uh, underrepresented people. So mm-hmm, yeah. having more people with disabilities, having more people that are just whatever the societal norm is that we say that is okay on television to teach us about their journey. I'm mm-hmm. here for it. Mm-hmm. Let's be here for it, people. Open yes. your eyes. Open your minds. Who doesn't love to learn? That's the I thing. Mean, boo boo. It's a lot of people I mean, who don't. Clearly. I will say it's a lot. But it just, it, <laughs> Should we really talk about that? <laughs> oh, God. It just baffles me because I feel like And a lot of people that I surround myself with, like, they're sponges. Like, they love to learn. They love to be taught something or to have their mindset shift a little bit. I think it's such a beautiful thing. And that's how we truly grow and change and adapt in this world. And so... Um, I mean, like, this that, is, that's the kind of the conversation that I was like, yeah, this is why I love Women Tell All or the show. Like, when you have conversations like that, that, that yes. are meaningful and impactful. Yes. And, and that community, I'm sure, was very happy to probably see someone that is a part of their community on a show like this and have a real chance. And she got a first impression, Rose, and she's, and she's just a light. She was just really a beautiful mm-hmm. light on the show. Mm-hmm. I think that's, the, like, the best part about this show is, like, you get to see, like, the impact you have. And I think that... It's great. It's a lot bigger mm-hmm. than people think, especially mm-hmm. like when you do carry yourself like Abigail did, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also not feel defeated by any type of, I don't know, what do you, what do you really, would you like to call it? Characteristics that you might see as like an imperfection. You know what right. I mean? It's not, right. it's right. not, we're all beautiful and unique in our own ways. We all have things that we all feel insecure about. Mm-hmm. But like when you see somebody that has the same security, insecurity as you and they're like, talking about it with confidence it really does help yes. people out mm-hmm. there so and i want to go say, abigail i love yeah, her yeah and i want to yes. give a shout out to abigail because i'm sure that I, I can only hope that her inbox is flooded with people in the deaf community or who have a similar disability and or impairment and who feel like now they can own it and make it a right. beautiful thing as opposed mm-hmm. to like a flaw. And so I yes. think Abigail is that light. I can only imagine how she's shaping, shaping people's lives and feeling like they have somebody to go to. And so Abigail, thank you for opening up. I'm such an Abigail fan. I've been yes. a fan <laughs> of her since the beginning. Yeah, um, so is Taysha. I have to tell the happy hour listeners that Taysha on Clickbait was a uh, 
she was a she was an Abigail fan from the beginning since day one. Hopefully that just opens the door for more girls like her to come onto the show. Yeah, because there's room yes. for you too, baby. Okay, so let's just get into. We got to get to the man of the season because I feel like we haven't even like really talked about Matt that much. You guys, what did you think of the beard? Oh my god, I feel like this is such a conversation. I'm like, Matt, what are you doing? But also at the same time, it's like, I like it. But like also like, mm, I don't know. So here's my thing. Here's my thing. I like it and I don't. What, why did the hair from the top get so low? <laughs> yes. Like, why couldn't it just stay the same at the top? And then we just got the beard as the mm-hmm. adjust, you know, like that, that the contrast is what's like, wait, yes. I love a beard. I really do love a beard. But the the low and then the. That I, I, was a that, little, Natasha, <laughs> that is the same thing I thought. I was like, there's really a, a difference here in the burliness going <laughs> mm-hmm. on on the upper you know, chest up. But it looked very oiled and very well manicured. I did notice that as soon as he like sat down, I was like, ooh, that looks like it would be very soft. However, Mm -hmm. I think it threw me for a loop because I haven't seen one picture of him with the beard. Like looking at his Instagram, like from the past. Did you? Yeah, no. I guess I haven't really And so it just came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? So like if it's like a previous hairstyle, then I was like, okay, like that's just like his thing. But this like actually came out of nowhere. How do you guys feel about kissing men with that much facial hair? I'm here for it. I've done it. I don't, I mean. I don't think I've ever I've kissed a it. man with a beard like that. You haven't? With Sometimes the, that though, it, like, the beard. Really irritates the skin. Like if you have a, a strong makeup think. session with somebody and then you're like, my, like I need to moisturize extra on my face. What are you doing to these men, Becca? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when there's like some stubble that's like really like yes. scratchy. Oh my God. I've had a dry patch right here before. 100%. <laughs> the stubble I get because it's like sharp. But like this, this hair, like what? Like Becca, like it's like a, like, like what? I don't even know why I said that. Cause I probably, I don't even think I've made out with anyone like with that much facial hair that I could recall. I mean, Gosh. maybe back in the day in my youth, but. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Like Wait, Matt, but- I'm really here for your beard, but also at the same time, like we could maybe like just cut a little bit shorter. Yeah. I will. A little bit. I will say, um, I'm sorry to go back here for two seconds. Um, oh no. As far as the pot seats, I just wanted to say this uh, about Piper's hot mm-hmm. seat because I know you guys had her on Happy Hour, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And we are having her on Clickbait this week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, She's great. And and I'll get into this with her on Clickbait, but basically her journey is the journey that I think so many women have that are afraid to open up. And then they get to a point where they open up and then maybe it doesn't work out, but it just mm-hmm. bursts open this new. It seems like of all the women, Piper learned so much about herself mm-hmm. in this journey than like anyone. I mean, I'm sure everybody mm-hmm. learned things about themselves, but she, just the just the her being closed and then busting open mm-hmm. and like feeling all the feels and then, of course, getting um, shut down, uh, which is always not fun. But it's like. I got shut down and I'm okay. And now mm-hmm. I can go out there in the world and do it again. And one day it's going to work. Yes. Yeah. I love you, Piper. You were talking to me. <laughs> yeah. It comes with the biggest kind of transformations. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. she's, I had to bring it up. she's one that we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago where she really, like, it, it's one thing when you're in the season and kind of have to, you know, put that guard down and open up and like let the the flood rush out, if you will, of the the feeling and the emotion. But she's also one that really 
went home, I think, and internalized a lot of why did I feel this way in this regard? What made me think mm. this way? Who she really watched it back and took so much more and learned so much more from that moment that so talking to her, I was like, you like you are transformative. Like you've had yeah. this growth and she can speak on it. Yes. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I truly hope like most people that come from the show have that. Like I, I think everyone, like there's no way you can do the show and not learn more about yourself and in relationships. You know, like and, past and, yeah. traumas of like why you are the way you are or like how you can be better in the future for yourself or a partner. But she has really done it in an incredible way. You guys are going to love having her. I can't wait to listen. I can't wait. I can't wait, Tasha. Yeah. We got, we going to have Piper on, girl. We going. She kind of reminds me of my sister. I'm excited to talk to her. Yeah, yeah. she's, you know. Sorry, and again, had to bring like, her up. Had to bring that up. That transformation. And that she whole looked, journey. She looked stunning. I'm here for it. Um, okay, yeah. So, Matt. So, did you guys have any standout moments when he was confronting any of the women like anything that really like we need to talk about right now because I know we have more fun stuff to come. Mm. I, nothing pressing, in, mm. at least for me. Him and Serena, I'm still. <gasps> you think? Okay, wait, that's true. You think? Him and Serena, I just, do, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they would be together. To I feel like they how would do, be together. How do you feel? How, I don't know how to feel. I look at her and I'm like, you don't like him. But then mm -hmm. she was crying when she was talking to Chris about their time. And then <laughs> I'm like, what? And then Matt comes out and he was like looking at her, but then not looking at her, but then looking at her, but then turning. Like, I was like, oh. Well, think yeah. about it. She's like the only girl that really turned him down. I was like, you know? Mm -hmm. I know. I, I know. I don't know how to feel. I can tell us something. Okay. Well, okay. I've, because Natasha, you say like, I feel like he was so into her. I think, like, the situation very much so reminds me of, like, a Colton and a Cassie. A little bit where... But but now that he, like, pressed her, like, I think she wasn't as into him but couldn't totally vocalize it. I think she... Here's the thing. I think she... And this is just me in my head thinking this, so... I'm, I'm trying to put the, the two of you together. This is really intriguing. Like, this is it, right? <laughs> but it's, like, I think she appreciates who he is as a human just the fact that he was so patient so kind so caring so fun all like he's this incredible human that she would want in a partner it's like all of the checklists are there but mm -hmm. you have to be with somebody like you have to see how they interact how they like make you feel like is there that passion is there that drive like if rachel was on here she would say does he make your vagina dance like <laughs> all the things are so much the more not dancing exactly <laughs> and so i think it's like she has this internal battle of like, he's everything I could want in a partner and on paper, but there's just that one, like the, the click of like, it's not there. And that's where I think she was struggling, but she couldn't a thousand percent articulate that to him or like, you know, it just, but the crying, the crying really did something to me. And, and I feel that. And I felt that. And that's how I felt when she went home. And that's how I felt. And I feel like, but after seeing her mom and, and her having that breakdown when her mom said, you, you know, um, you, you had such a bad time in that last relationship. Mm -hmm. Is it a self-sabotage that's mm -hmm. happening here where she's just like, I was hurt so bad. I'm still not healed. My wounds are still broken open. Mm -hmm. If I go through this full process and he doesn't pick me, I will get just as broken as I was before. So I'm just going to self-sabotage and take myself out because the tears were real. Yeah, they were. So yeah. Real. I was like, 
you though? If she wasn't really into him, would it be like, would she be crying like that? I don't, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Or if her family would have been like, you really love him. Like, do you think they would be together? Like, do you think she would have let herself continue on? Or do you think she would have still like stopped it? I think she still would have stopped it. Honestly, like if she's really basing really? it off of like the past relationship and the hurt there, it's like she may, like I can assume like you still need time and she's young like she's still yeah. really young like she still needs yeah. to learn and grow and like spread her wings and fly and have fun and yeah yeah I think even if the family was like oh he's great go for it yeah and the stakes are so high too it's not like this is just a relationship where you can date around and see where it goes but um yeah she needs to get on paradise have some fun you know oh, mingle yeah, with a few maybe. men on the beaches do you think Mexico. she'll go on paradise I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, no, it always like I always get so excited to see like the cast and whatnot. Of yeah, Paradise, it'll be. Because, like, I some people like, blow you out the water. Like they surprise you. It's gonna be. I mean, we have so we have so many seasons now of new people. Like we've like because when did we haven't had a Paradise and we have Peter's season. Peter. We have yeah, mine and Claire's. Paradise. We have Matt's. There's gonna be a and lot, and we'll have whoever the Bachelorettes. People yep. is it's going to be we have four seasons. new new fresh meat on the on the Mexico beaches yeah, on top okay. of like the already like you know people from Bachelor Nation that need to go find people as well like oh, my friends oh, Natasha wow. oh, wow. Natasha are you going to be leaving me I know uh, Becca are you going to be joining me I mean <laughs> <laughs> Natasha and I have talked about this what? we're like we can take team the bar like well you're you great go. but we if need to go. Fresh- <laughs> Obviously, we have to do a read the room for this week. And so I know we kind of touched on it, but give me your read the rooms. I told you, Victoria. Yeah, I was just going to say Victoria, 100%. Okay. I'm going to go off off script a little bit and say I'm going to give it to... I'm going to give it to all of the haters who have slid into people's DMs with (laughs) cruelty and ignorant, nasty, hateful messages. That's who Mm. I'm giving the read the room to this day, this day, uh, probably forever, but today for sure. Um, (laughs) You guys take a step back. Don't get your little tap hype type happy fingers and um, Mm -hmm. be better and be kinder Mm -hmm. and realize that it's a human on the other end reading what you have to say. um, So you can go shave your backs now. Bye. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) That is a great read the room, honey. And I also want to say, and I said this on my Instagram, outside of the bachelor world, we all are real people. We have real lives. Unfortunately, this week, I had to deal with some real stuff that happened in my life with people Mm -hmm. passing away. Nobody cares about that. These trolls don't care about that. They like, what you think about this? What you Mm -hmm. think about that? What you got to say about this? Hey, stop. Stop it. Just, Mm -hmm. guys, stop. Read the room. Yeah. There you go, Becca. Yeah, exactly. Like, life goes on. Real shit happens. Like, heavy stuff that not everyone, not everyone can and needs to respond to every little thing that happens, every scandal that happens in the Bachelor world. I would hope that for important ones, like, yes, you know, we we address it at times, but, like, we're all human. We are. Mm -hmm. Everyone on the show, whether people like to think it or not, or, like, think that we're just characters, like, we are people. We have hearts and brains and souls. Yeah, we're not just robots. Like, wouldn't that be nice, though, if we were and just didn't care? Didn't give a shit. Send um, send an automated message, if you will. But no, we got a lot of things to do. We're working girls. 
Exactly. Thank you for sending your hate to me, but I do not care. <laughs> I'm just going to record her voice and send it back to At everyone. At first I was like, who the heck is that? <laughs> you guys, that was so incredibly fun. I mean, we really we really do have to do this more often. So I'm, I'm just glad that you girls were able to step in, be here with me, to still be able to support Rachel throughout all of this this craziness that's happening in the world of Bachelor Nation. So thank you both for being here. Of course, we're just across the pond. So always call on us if you need us. But also, you have to come by sometime soon. Yes, you have to come to Clickbait. We can make Joe very, very uncomfortable. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let's just have you just surprise him. I would love to see him squirm a little bit. Let's put him on the spot. I'll just be so fun. Exactly. Thank you so much for having us, Becca. You're the best. You're the best, too. I love you, girls. Um, And for all of our listeners out there, thank you guys for hanging out. We, of course, have a lot coming up in the next couple weeks, and we cannot wait to see what happens. Uh, Make sure you tune in next week, too, because we have Serena P on. We have obviously not had a chance to sit with her. We saw her a little bit on Women Tell All, but we really just want to sit down, pick her brain, get to know her for who she is a little bit more, and maybe, you know, how she was feeling in those last days with Matt and why she really did send herself home. So if you have any questions in the meantime, any comments, concerns, guest ideas, you know where to find us. It's at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram and at Batch Happy Hour on both Facebook and Twitter. And as always, you guys, if you never want to miss an episode, please subscribe to our podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, The Wondery App, or wherever you are listening to this right now. And please go show our girl Rachel some love because she needs it. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back and this season we're taking on WASP the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place 
for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 